It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. The lesson and letting go. That's what we're discussing today on The Devil is a Lie. The Devil is a Lie. Here's your host, Angel Nicole. The Devil is a Lie. This is your girl, Angel Nicole, bringing you authentic voices that are willing to share how they defeat imposter syndrome and adversity. Now, today, We're going to do something a little different. A number of individuals recently read about an encounter I experienced while traveling in Africa last month. They checked it out on my LinkedIn page if y'all want to see it. But so many people hit me in my DM and asked, why haven't you shared your raw and uncut devil is a lie moment on air? So today I'm coming to you vulnerable, unfiltered, and uncut. Now, let me give you a warning. (laughs) If you're not a spiritual individual or even lack an open mind, you might want to jump to another show because there's so much on my heart right now. And I honestly can't tell you where this conversation is going to go, but I can tell you God will be a huge part of these next 30 minutes. Now, if you're rocking with me, get ready to hear my firsthand account of the power of relinquishing control and letting God steer your destiny. So last month I had a speaking engagement in Ghana. And while I was there, I had three sessions. The end of the day comes and I had a rollaway bag because I also had books that I was selling. And I, I kept my purse in that bag. Now, let me give you a little setup of this situation. I'm staying in an Airbnb, and the day that the event was, the cleaning company was supposed to come and clean our Airbnb. There was no safe in my room, so I figured I would take all of my valuables and important documents and stick them in my purse and bring it with me to this event. Huge mistake, but I'll get there. So essentially, end of the days happened. The organizer is encouraging all of the speakers to come on stage, which is normal, right? Come on stage for a picture. So I go up on stage and literally I come back and this lady had asked me for a card. So I go you know, grab a card out of my purse, which was in my rollaway bag. And I can't find my purse. So instead of freaking out, my initial thought was, okay, Angel, is it possible that you left it out on the counter? 
and somebody grabbed it because it was kind of like stadium seating um, with a table and a little microphone. So again, like, I'm like, oh, maybe I just sat it on top of the table and somebody grabbed it by accident. Not thinking that like somebody is intentionally stole my purse. After I asked around and everybody's like, no, haven't seen your purse, whatever. I'm like literally sitting, sitting there like, I know my purse was in this bag. Like, I know. And instead of like driving myself crazy, I literally kind of made an announcement and somebody kind of checked me and was like, well, you don't know. Maybe you left it in the bathroom in another room. And I rocked with it, you know what I mean? Like, and then I came back and I was like, no, I know that purse was in here. Like, it did not leave this room. And so when I just came to the realization that the bag was gone, I just asked everybody to bow in prayer. So here's what you don't know. In that bag, when I say, when I said earlier, like all my important documents, yeah, literally all of my important documents to travel internationally passports, vaccination cards, keys to the Airbnb, the main things that I need to be able to get around and, you know, be okay getting out of the country. And mind you, I had other travel on the continent, but I still needed my passport, you know, to be able to get back home. Fast forward, the next day, we go back to the facility and review the security camera footage. And I literally see this guy walk in, walk directly to my chair, sat down, leaned with it, swiped his hand under the table, went in the bag, grabbed my purse, got up and walked out. When I say that was probably one of the most violating, like I just, I felt completely violated in that moment because for a while I was still taking so much of the responsibility, like, oh, maybe I left it out and Again, like I'm always going to look at me before I point the finger at somebody else. So to see like, okay, no, you're not crazy. You really didn't leave your stuff out. But somebody intentionally walked to your seat to take your property. Um, That was a lot. You know, it was a lot to see and to know what was ahead of me to try to recover those items or at least figure out how we were going to get passports. So when we're done reviewing the footage, we go to the police department, write up the report. We leave from there. The U.S. Embassy is closed because by this time it's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The embassy closed at 1230. It's a Friday. So we can't go back until Monday morning. Mind you, I have a flight to catch Monday afternoon, like 12.30, 1 o'clock. Friday, I spazzed. Like Friday, it was, it was just a lot. It was, why would this person do this? 
there's nothing in here that you can actually use. And now I have to spend additional money on passports and we're essentially homeless <laughs> Thursday night because we couldn't get in our Airbnb. We had called the facility owner. They're like, we don't keep spare keys. So you have to wait until we can get a locksmith out. Like when I say it was one thing after the other, it was one thing after the other. I remember standing there Friday and I took a deep breath and said, this is completely out of my control. And whatever the reasoning is that this is happening, I'm just going to walk through it. And in that moment, Like, I shifted the energy from being a victim to being kind of embracing, like, whatever the outcome is going to be is what it's supposed to be. And I didn't want it to ruin the rest of my time in Ghana. I then got a call from some of the other speakers because I... (laughs) I did put a whole notice like in our speaker chat after it happened explaining like, hey, if somebody accidentally picked up my bag, it's a little YSL bag, little clutch. These are the contents. It belongs to me. So everybody was aware of like what was happening, the severity of it and all that. So some of the speakers had went to lunch at this restaurant on Friday and this random guy just so happens to say to them, do you guys know who your ambassador is for the United States? And so they're sitting there like, no. (laughs) And they're like, she just walked in. So two of the guys like walk over, meet her, and they tell her about my misfortune. And she was gracious enough to give them her personal email address and was like, hey, have her CC me on the correspondences that she sends over to the embassy to make sure that she gets an appointment Monday morning. Now, when they told me that, that was the first step in me seeing favor because the likelihood of somebody being in the same presence of the U.S. ambassador that would be able to get my passport expedited in time for me to catch my flight, like, yeah, just crazy, right? Working in my favor. I'm like, okay, I do everything that I need to do. But even to get a new passport, you still got to go find a place to take a picture. You got to fill out the application. You still got to pay the $165. All of these things, like, don't go away just because it's an emergency. It's just you got less time to figure it out and get it done. Not to mention we're in a foreign country and we don't know where to go get passport pictures because there's no CVS on the corner. (laughs) (laughs) there's no, there's no U.S. post office to be like, hey, come here for a passport picture. Just finding everything to be able to be prepared was a struggle. I'm going to fast forward to Monday because that's the day we were slated to leave. So Monday morning, we had a friend that has a driver 
that was gracious enough to, you know, extend their driver to us. So we packed up all our luggage just in case we were able to make our flight. We get to the embassy. And when I say they are giving us the business, like we had to wait 30 minutes. Okay, we were early for our appointment. Not a problem. But the back and forth, like they're like, oh, you can't come in, you know, with your cell phone. You can't come in. You don't have your passport. Well, I'm trying to get an emergency passport. Like what? What What is it that are you not understanding? Well, we need to see an email that says that you have an appointment. Well, you told me I couldn't bring my cell phone in. So how am I going to do that? Just some examples of what we had to go through just to get in the building, right? Then we get inside and we're going back and forth. On the application, it says you can pay with credit card. And lo and behold, we get to the cashier. No, we only accept cash. You can go to the ATM. It's down the street. Fine. So have to go do that. Come back. And it was two passports that were missing. And the lady only gave us pricing for one. (laughs) And when I tell you, it was just like, okay, Satan is a lie. Like, this is really not happening. Like, you're, you're just wasting our time at this point. So needless to say... Fortunately, additional funds were taken out when, you know, uh, we were at the ATM. And so, so we're short literally seven cities, which is equivalent to $1. We have $1. So we were like, hey, we'll give you $2 and here's the rest of the money in cities. So now the thing is, well, no, we don't mix currencies. You either have to give me all American money or you have to give me all cities. And so for me standing there in that moment, it was literally like another devil is a lie moment where it was just adversity, adversity, like it just not seeming like it's going to work out in my favor. We got through that. And finally, our passports are ready, maybe like 20 minutes later. So we're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like we're able to breathe. We're Like, okay, we're headed to the airport. We made it out. Two days later, we make it to South Africa. We're at an event. And my friend says, yo, check your Facebook. I'm like, my Facebook? So I check it. And this random pastor in Ghana has messaged us saying, I have your belongings. Now, While I was going through what I was going through with my purse being stolen, a friend of mine back in the States had just had a ransom, like somebody had took over her Instagram page and was trying to ransom her for money to get her Instagram page back. So I think of this, I think of the crazy stories that you hear of people trying to scam you in certain countries. And so I'm like, oh boy. This is all a part of this huge scandal. Like, this is about to be a hot mess. Lo and behold, it wasn't, though. Like, literally, the pastor just wanted to get us our belongings back. And so she said, hey, like, if you have somebody that can come to church tonight, we'll be able to give them, you know, all your belongings. And when I say 
when one of the speakers went and they took pictures of every item that was in that bag, including the YSL bag, it gave me a sense of, oh, wow, this is what it feels like to let go and just put all of your trust in God that at the end of the day, whatever your will is, that is what will be done. (laughs) When I got back to the States and I was reunited with my purse, I hadn't told anybody what was happening. I remember calling my mother and telling her the story. And my mom was like, oh my God, what a testimony. Like, that is crazy. You to be all the way across the world and your purse came back to you exactly as you left it. Like nothing missing. Like down to my change, my lip gloss, my lip liner, to the passports, to the vaccination cards, to the keys, to the Airbnb. Everything was intact in the purse. The lesson in there. Because I like to be in control. Any overachievers out there to understand what I'm talking about and understand, like, and can admit you like things a particular way, you like to know that things are in order, and to have no control over something like that because somebody completely invaded your privacy, your your space, it humbles you, it makes you more aware, but in this case... That wasn't my lesson. My lesson was being okay with letting go. And so I started thinking about all of the times in our lives when we're so afraid to let go of people, of jobs, of situations, because we're afraid of what's on the other side. We don't know if we're going to have the strength or we don't know if we're going to find somebody else or we don't know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know. But what if that's not our job to know? What if it's really about relinquishing what we think is best for us and learning and seeing like, yo, like, hey, if this isn't what you want, Peace out. Like, I shouldn't have to fight so hard. And and this isn't just me. I'm just saying this in general. Nobody should have to fight so hard to have peace. I believe that peace is something that all of us have the right to, but many of us don't know how to let go of the things that are robbing us of our peace. In the example of the purse being stolen, that could have robbed me of my peace the rest of my trip. Still could have potentially got the same outcome, but I would have lost two days worried about something that I had absolutely no control over. But being able to step back and say, you know what, I'm turning this over. It's out of my hands. And whatever manifests, whatever comes from this situation is what's supposed to be. 
I know it probably sounds crazy for some people. Like, did this really happen? But I got all the receipts. <laughs> Literally, I have all of the receipts about this experience from the police report to the messages from the pastor on Facebook, the entire situation. And so I think for myself, I probably would not have believed it if somebody else was sitting and telling me this is what happened to them. Like, really? Like, I lose something at the mall and they can't even get that back to me. And that's right here. But I think the lesson for me and what I'm sharing is that I know that when I let go and I trusted God, that's where I believe the magic happened. It was almost like I was okay either way. Like whether the purse and the passports and everything came back to me or not, I had made peace with this is the situation. And listening to this story, what I want you to think about is what are you letting rob you of your peace? What do you need to let go of that's no longer serving you, that's causing you heartache, heartache, (laughs) heartache, (laughs) it's causing you pain, stealing your joy. I know for me in that moment, it literally like struck me across all parallels from relationships to work to just life itself I literally was able to change the way I think about my interactions with everything with people like I I realized in that moment I was giving too much power to other people over me because I needed that control. I needed to understand and know. I don't need to know nothing now. <laughs> like, across the board, if if it's not serving me, it's not staying. And that's just point blank period is what it is. And I think that when we can get to that space, we're able to find inner peace and we're able to really walk boldly in our truth and not feel bad about it and not feel like we're obligated to something or someone. So again, I ask you to just evaluate your circle, evaluate what you know, you're know you doing in your life. If it's not serving you, it shouldn't stay. You shouldn't stay. That is our show for today. I know it was a little different. (laughs) Hopefully you all enjoyed it. Like I said at the top of the show, like, didn't know where this was going to go. But I did know there was a lot on my heart. I just believe that when you're obedient, that's where your blessings stem from. So thank you for sticking it out with me for this last half hour. I would love to hear your thoughts, your comments on this conversation. 
Um, I know it's built up a lot of chatter on my LinkedIn page, so you can check that out there. Um, you can follow me on all social media platforms at the Angel Nicole. That's T H E E Angel Nicole. And yeah, I wanna I wanna hear from you guys. I wanna know what your thoughts are, how you felt about this particular episode in particular, because <laughs> you've been listening to me for a half hour. But more importantly, I wanna know how is this impacting you and what is it that is disturbing your peace, robbing you of your joy. So please follow me on social media. Hit me in my DM. Let me know what your answer is. The Devil is a Lie is a production of the Alive Podcast Network, engineered by Julio Gonzalez of Zymer.co and music provided by Audio Vibes. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media at Alive Podcast Network. If you're interested in joining the Alive Podcast Network family, visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com to learn more. I hope that you enjoyed today's show. And remember, there is greatness within you. And if anyone tells you any different, the devil is a lie. Until next time, be blessed. The devil is a lie.